I'm Denise. She's a non-fiction editor. And I'm Louise. She's a fiction editor. And together, we're the Editing Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Editing Podcast. So we're recording this in very early January 2023, which means it's that time of year when some people feel inspired to think about reviewing how things have been going and what changes they might make. Now, we're not suggesting for a minute that you have to be bound by a calendar. So if you're listening to this at some other time of the year, that's fine. There's no reason why you can't use this manageable approach to assessing your editorial business. And we're absolutely going for a manageable approach. We're not going to be asking you to commit to an unwieldy to-do list of all the things. (laughs) (laughs) So the way we've done it is to ask ourselves two questions. First, what is the one thing you did last year in your editing business that you're pleased with and can you do more of it or just take confidence from it and the second question is what one thing could you do this year in your editorial business that would make your life easier in some way so let's put our money where our mouths are Louise what's the one thing you did last year in your editing business that you're pleased with and can you do more of it My one thing is shifting my courses over to Teachable. Mm. I was spending way too much time worrying about how to manage the issue of digital products being taxable at different rates and across hundreds of jurisdictions and getting stressed out that I might miss something. And Teachable just took all of that out of my hands and made it easy. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really good. So how about the can you do more of it question? Now, that's a bit tricky because you've made that change now. You don't need to do it again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I'm going to approach that part of the question from an emotional point of view, because essentially what I did was um, to make a decision that freed me up to think about other things. It was kind of a back to basics thing, investing in something that simplifies things technically and emotionally. And that's definitely something I can do more of, not try to fix all the problems, but respect that my capacity is limited and to make sure that I prioritise doing things that make me more effective and that are proportionate to other things in my life. Mm, yeah it's kind of a bit like parenting isn't it yeah. sort of, you know getting those foundations right or going back to basics to get them back on track if they've gone a bit squiffy is no bad thing and and like you say you end up saving so much time like mentally and physically exactly yeah mm. so what about you Denise um what's your one thing that worked well last year in your business so for me I think it was I think it was saying no to clients and having faith that the work would come and trust in the process because the work that I do tends to mean I'm hired at fairly short notice. I don't see my diary booked up for months and months and months ahead. Mm. So the temptation is, and I've certainly been guilty of this in the past, is just to take on any work that comes my way, even if it's not at a rate that I I'm comfortable working for just because that idea of an empty diary just feels so scary but I've realized that these are decisions I often come to regret because what I do is block my diary with those jobs which means when the better paid work does come along I either have to say no because I don't have capacity or I say yes and I put too much pressure on myself yeah and and I know that that I'm not alone in this that it's a story a lot of editors tell but last year I just got much better at managing this um what did you take from it can you do more of it so what I took from it is that if you've marketed yourself well enough to the right people to the people you want to work with 
the system works. And it's shown me that I've got the confidence to even go as far as withdrawing from a project that wasn't working out for me. And that's something I wouldn't have had the confidence to do before. But I think it's definitely something that I can do more of, not necessarily waiting until I'm into a project before I withdraw from it, but yeah, 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 yeah. Ass- assessing it more critically and thinking, am I really comfortable taking on this work or is it likely that I'm going to regret this at some point because it's not paid well enough and I'm going to start resenting it or it's not paid well enough and it's fine, but then some really juicy, well-paid piece of work comes along mm. and I'm struggling to fit it in. That confidence thing such a thing, isn't it? You know, it is. Um... And and I think it goes in cycles. Sometimes I think, you know, we feel on top of things and everything's going well. And then and then other times you just think, mm, no, I just there's a gap there. I just feel that anything that comes along, I should fill it. So I, I don't think it matters how long you've been practicing as an editor. I think you still can go through phases where you, you know. I'm not so you, I don't think I've ever felt panicky, but you start to think, oh, it would be nice if I owned an email and it had some, some work coming in, you know, just to reassure me that in six weeks time, I'm going to have some work to do. But um, I think that's very, very much depends on what area you work in as well. Do you think that you, did you, did you sort of force yourself to do this? I mean, I'm just thinking about people who are listening and thinking, yeah, it's easy to say, yeah. um, I'll, I'll do that. But, but actually did you did you have to to make a, a conscious decision? I, I'm going to do something scary now, but I am going to say, uh, you know, it's going to be an experiment. I'm going I'm going to test and see if it works, you know, yeah. rather than just sort of sliding into it accidentally and beautifully, and it just, you know, absolutely. Well. So last year, well, yeah, the beginning of last year, I took the decision that I could not keep. It wasn't healthy the way I, get, I was working because I felt I was permanently um, juggling too many projects for this. And th- I realized that this was the reason that it's not it's not a good thing to have too many projects on the go. And the reason I had too many was I, I worked it out. It's not rocket science, but I actually took time to think about it. I was saying yes to too many things. And the reason I was saying yes to too many things was this underlying fear that I might not have enough work coming up. Mm. And so I was saying yes to projects that I knew were below the rate that I want to work for, but it was secure work. Yeah. And yeah. and you make and I was absolutely making a reward for my own back, because of course what happens is when the nice, well-paid jobs from the clients I love working with do come along. The last thing I want to do is say no to them. Yeah. So I say yes to them. And then I end up juggling multiple projects. Now, juggling multiple projects is fine if you if you can do it in a controlled way. But when you're doing it because you're frightened to say no to things, that's not healthy. Yeah. So Yeah. So some people are quite good at they they, yeah. you know, they, they actually prefer working like that. They yeah. like having multiple things on the go. But when yeah, yeah you and nailed I, it there, it's 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 comes yeah. from a different emotional it, it's, space. It's 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 why it's why you're doing it. And I generally it's not uncommon for me to be juggling a couple of projects, but it has to be for the right reasons and knowing that it's okay to fit them in that way. Um so I did really have to force myself at the beginning. I I really made a conscious 
decision last year that I was going to be much firmer with myself about saying no to and I said I said no to so much more mm. in the, this last year than I've ever done and it hasn't affected yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything other than a, in a good way yeah. you know so I've not I, my diary has not been empty I've had plenty of work from the right clients so I just had to trust myself yeah, yeah. that 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 work was going to come because what I was essentially doing in the previous years is that work was all there, but it was also overlaid with with other yeah. work that that I I really should have been saying no to before. It's, then. it's really interesting because I I've I've always operated in the way that you taught yourself to operate, but that's not because <laughs> I'm like so excellent. It's because <laughs> I I I cannot function. I, mm-hmm. I simply I can't even for me the idea of 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 trying to juggle lots of projects is is even more scary than the, mm-hmm. the idea that I might have an empty schedule so <laughs> by default I've ended up doing the thing that you recommend yes um, yeah. it, you know but it wasn't based on courage for me it was just based on like that's mm-hmm. how my brain works yeah um, and I and it just shows you that everybody's different and also I think that the type of work you do um influences this as well so when I take on a project sometimes if it's if it's an if it's a textbook or something I might be taking first to third proofs of that so work is going to come in batches yeah at different yeah. times and, sure. and there will be gaps in between it and what I have to accept is that yes I can plan that and I can plan around it but nine times out of ten you're going to have some slippage in the schedule and you end up with overlaps and things and that's fine it's it's not unusual for people that work in these materials to be working on a couple of different things at a time that's okay but it's when you're overloading that you know you're just taking it too far and um I've I have in the past made myself unnecessarily miserable doing that you know um it's not it's just not necessary and and I and I also appreciate how this might sound to people to editors who maybe are struggling to find work and and I and I acknowledge that in the early stages you you absolutely do feel pressure to say yes to everything and that may well be because you're still at a stage where you're building up through your marketing I hope that critical mass of good clients that are going to send you that work so I think that getting to that position where you feel comfortable saying no is different for different editors depending on the type of work that they're working for and and you're right I think that the different stages of your career because I I certainly Mm -hmm. wasn't um I didn't um learn to be so um structured in my thinking Mm -hmm. in the early days I mean I just took everything when I was starting out because I wanted to get a feel for um, I wanted to practice and I, I, I even worked at times that I wouldn't be prepared to work for now at weekends and during holidays yep. and, you know, sort of not quite Chris, you know, during Christmas or, yeah. but, but maybe. But sort you of, do. Yeah. And, and that was, and I think that's absolutely fine. So we're just to make it clear to people who are starting out, we're not saying don't do it. We're just saying that when you get to the stage where you are, you, you, you built your business enough so that you, you 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 have got um a, a pool of clients who are likely to contact you or you or you're being found regularly because of your marketing then you know Denise's experience is a really good one for showing you that you know be kind to yourself like yeah um, yeah and be so it's okay to be selective about the the work that you do and the projects you take on mm-hmm. and and I think there is an element of 
you get to a point where you know that's what you should be doing, but putting it into practice is a different thing. And some people will just find that easier to do than others. You evidently, like you say, because of the way you are, Louise, you found that. Because I'm so selfish. Well, no, because you maybe have better boundaries than I do. I don't, yeah, yes, I don't, yes, that's right. you know, that's, what well, that's how we'll phrase it. But, you know, it will be different for people. And, you know, I've been editing, freelance editing for 11 years now. Now, so I would say it's only in the last year that I felt... <sighs> I really got to grips with that better and there's still room for improvement definitely and that's interesting because it shows how habitual it can be and so maybe mm. it starts because in 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 the early years we're we're um we're, we're just you know we're building and so yeah. we make those sacrifices but then that becomes almost the way we work yes absolutely for you mm-hmm. that became a habitual thing mm-hmm. and and that you had to kind of um sort of un- unlearn yeah and I think also there's a little bit if I'm honest there's a little bit of um misplaced pride in the ability to do that as well mm-hmm. it's like oh look look how many different projects I can juggle juggle well actually that's not anything to be proud of <laughs> yeah. because it's not good for you <laughs> look how ill I feel yeah, look, look how, how miserable and happy I yeah. am <laughs> and, and also from an editing perspective it's probably not good for your editing either you know um you know I still limited how many hours a day I did but I gave myself a lot of headaches in the meantime Mm. and you and we've all done the burn the midnight oil stuff sometimes when we've just had to get extra hours in the day to get stuff finished and and I don't want that for my editing business that's not the way I want to operate so another way of thinking about it as well is that if you if you take on less so that you've got more space um in your diary for other things Mm -hmm. then you could use that for marketing so that you get more of those better playing clients so if you're in a situation at the moment where you're you're getting a lot of work um enough to earn the income that you at least need to earn to make your business viable um but you would like to have better paid clients then investing a little bit of time making time in your schedule by saying no to to things that you can afford to say no to so that you can get yourself you know raise your visibility game or whatever yeah that that could be a sort of definite tactic that yeah and and for more experienced editors or editors like me who are trying to build out different revenue streams that space in my diary doesn't necessarily need to be more marketing but it could be spending time doing other stuff like content creation course creation that sort of thing that will open up new new ways of working new revenue streams so that's definitely something that I want to take from it going forward that was quite a long conversation about that one little question wasn't it that was I think Mm -hmm. you you um you were you were the boss there Oh, yeah. Following on from our previous episode, yeah. you were the boss of that episode. <laughs> this episode. Definitely the boss of that question, yeah. I'm going to try and talk loads when you, you ask me another question now. <laughs> okay. Right, we're going to do question two, aren't yeah, we? So. Yes. Yeah, let's get back to question two. Back to you, Louise. So <laughs> what one change to your business would make your life easier in the year ahead? And how are you factoring that into your planning? If you shut up a bit. I, I will not. I'm, <laughs> listen, my lips are sealed. I'm not going to say another word. <laughs> It's the Louise show now. <laughs> oh, I haven't got much to say. Um, so I'm going to go for a self-improvement thing. Um, and it's 
it's to pay more attention to when I'm at my best editing wise and when I'm at my best for other aspects of my life, like running the business and doing self-care. And life's always easier when you're looking after yourself, isn't it? I mean, I think so. <laughs> it does feel like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, so that's interesting because I always think of you as a bit of a night owl, but that tends to be when we're working on the podcast, like just now. Yeah, yeah. I know. And the fact is that I, I know now that I edit better in the morning. Um, I'm much more efficient then. Um, I can tell um, mm. by, by when I look at my um, my stats, right? And and I and and by how quickly I I get things done when I you know clock off for lunch and I think, wow, I've done that chunk that, that mm-hmm. I know would have taken me an hour and a half longer in the afternoon. Yeah. So what I want to do next year is to in the year ahead is to set up my day better. So get up and get out with the dogs, bit of fresh air and exercise before I do anything else. And I used to do that. Um, but I've just become a bit sloppy you know mm. I, I got out of the habit talking of habits again I got out of the habit and I haven't got back into it so I want to do that um, I want to I want that to be how I start my day and then carry out the day's editing up until you know lunchtime or whatever and um, and that means I'm clearing my head and focusing on text when I'm at my sharpest and knowing I've done some exercise too I moved house recently and now I can drive to the beach in 10 minutes oh. that's my plan and there's mm-hmm. no excuse and it's a small change to the way I do things that's <laughs> eminently achievable the goals are calling me <laughs> are they sure that after you and not just any food that you might be carrying <laughs> the chips the the healthy chips I've got by the arcades (laughs) I think that's a it's a really interesting point that you're making there about your day and when you're most efficient and when you work best in your day and I would think that it's interesting now that you maybe you know you've got the you've maybe got more freedom now to edit better in the morning you know now you you don't have your kid at home you're not maybe tied to like maybe lots of editors we know are tied to school runs yeah and yeah they're they can only work they're forced to work in you know time where maybe there's childcare in place and um don't have that sort of flexibility although do you know what Denise that it's <laughs> interesting you say that because that's what used to get me up I used to drop yeah. the kid off at school I used to walk the dogs and I used to come home and actually what happened was as as my kid got more independent and now they're away at university I don't have to do that so what I've been doing what <laughs> I had been doing was thinking I don't have to get up so I, I I'll get up have a leisurely breakfast and then before I know it I'll check my emails and then it's 11 o'clock. So, you know, I and, and so I do a little bit of marketing, maybe. Yeah. Or I do some writing and then I'm doing my editing in the afternoon. And and so ironically, for me, I think it was the the the, the enforced structure. Yeah. 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 And, and the, my newfound independence has actually kind of um, the more in, the more independence I've had from from small ones in my family as they've grown yeah. into big ones um the the more slack I've become <laughs> I think I'd be good in the army or something when I just told what to do you know Bobby <laughs> get up now it's it's interesting isn't it when we're when we have that structure imposed on us yeah you know by you know a lot of visits maybe by the school run or if people are in house it's that commute where they have to go to an office or whatever and I had a very similar experience to you over the summer in that because I wasn't having to take my son to school I was doing exactly I was laughing when you were talking about doing exactly what you were doing 
I was getting up, I was having a bit of breakfast, I was maybe watched a bit of the news. It would be 11 o'clock before I sat down at my desk and I, before I'd even started doing anything. Yeah, yeah. And I started telling myself that I was better editing in the afternoon because that was when I was getting settled down to actually do something. Yeah, yeah. But actually, you were telling yourself you were better at editing because that's the only time we were editing. Exactly. And that's what suited me having a lazy morning. Whereas he goes back to school and, you know, I'm out the door just after eight in the morning, which means I'm back at my desk at nine. And it's like, actually perfectly capable of editing at nine o'clock in the morning or 9.30 or whatever. But, you know, this idea that I'm not, I don't think I am a morning person, but this idea that I had to bed in the afternoon, I think it was just a story I was telling myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, I, and, and I do definitely think that I'm, I do feel that I'm, I mean, we were chatting before we started recording, weren't, weren't mm-hmm. we, about sort of like preparing notes and stuff for the, the shows we're recording. And, mm-hmm. and, and I said to you, oh, I, you know, I just put some stuff together while I was watching TV. And I find it really easy to, to multi, I'm the kind of person who finds it really easy to multitask and do that, do this kind of thing, like marketing mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. stuff that you and um, I do, you and I do together on the podcast. I find it really easy. I call that, I think of that as sort of creative, non, uh, not that editing isn't creative, it is, but yeah. it's a different, it's, I, I the marketing stuff I, I think of as separately and I find I feel very relaxed when I'm doing it and so I yeah don't, I don't feel I have to be on my on my game I, I know exactly like what you mean so yeah I'll do it at night and it, if I want to um mm-hmm. and but you know if I'm if I'm if I if I'm doing my editing in the morning when I definitely know I am at my sharpest and then I did the 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 mm-hmm. non-editing creative stuff in the afternoon I could just do nothing in the evening exactly exactly <laughs> we're sort of better. elongating our working day into yeah. the evening without yeah yeah it's completely unnecessary really yeah, exactly and, and yeah. I'm like you I can sit and fiddle on my iPad in front of the TV you know I might be updating my website or you know mm. writing something for Patreon or something you know something like that and it's I don't feel like it's work, but like my husband will be saying, are you working again? Why are you yeah. working in front of the telly? You know, it's it's not good. You know, it's not, it's about boundaries as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Now, that's really good that, you know, I can just see you now striding along the beach with your dogs and your gulls, a, yeah. a trail of gulls in your wake. I, I haven't actually put it into chips. practice yet. <laughs> oh it's just it just it's just an abstract idea it's just moment, an abstract it? idea but I'm absolutely committed to it once, once I've got um I am being busy though because oh, I'm you un- heard I'm, I'm unpacking Listen, you've just committed to that in front of all of our listeners now we will be checking in on you to see how many times you've been on the beach yeah and I'll be I'll, I'll be saying sorry I can't answer that my mouth's too full of chips yeah I went to get the chips and that's as far as I got <laughs> so what about you let's move away from that because I think I think I've just like you know talked myself into a hole what one change to your business would you would would make your life easier in the year ahead Denise and how are you factoring that into your planning so so one thing I do want to do is to follow in your footsteps, not on the beach, but or maybe on the beach, that'd be nice. But move my course over to Teachable. So but what I have to do, and this kind of relates back to the thing that I did so much better with in the past year in relation to editing, I need to make time in my calendar for that. So blocking out spaces in which that work actually gets done and ring fencing it and not allowing 
things to slide into it so it looks like free time but actually it's not it's time that I need to commit to this particular project and and by doing that by getting the my one course I have live at the moment over to Teachable, that will just allow me to build my bank of training far more easily and that will make a huge difference. And I have been nagging you. You you're you're my that. you're my chief nagger. You're my yeah. nagger in chief. And and that's just, what, yeah. That's my job. <laughs> it's your job, it is. And um and now you've said you're going to do that this year. Yeah. So um in front of everybody and so I can I can just shut up about it now everybody else you'll have let down well look we've just used the editing podcast listeners as an accountability group it's a big accountability group <laughs> it is, isn't it yeah <laughs> so I think we should draw this episode to a close now Louise yeah indeed yeah thank you so much for listening to us chatting away here if you'd like to help support the editing podcast you can join our Patreon community for only three pounds a month yeah we'd love to have you on board so if you're interested hop over to patreon.com forward slash editing podcast all our patrons get exclusive access to a huge batch of transcripts we'll pop a link in the show notes for you in the meantime she's been denise and she's been louise join us again next time bye Bye.